I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight, I want to tell you about a German monk whose rediscovery of the pure gift of grace from God set the whole world on fire. This is the story of Martin Luther. Let us quiet our hearts before Almighty God. Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 70, on page 357 of the prayer book. Hasten, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Let them be ashamed and confounded who seek after my life. Let them be turned back and put to confusion who wish me evil. Let them be soon brought to shame who cry over me, Aha! Aha! But let all those who seek you be joyful and glad in you, and let all who delight in your salvation say always, The Lord be praised. As for me, I am poor and in misery. Hasten to me, O God. You are my helper and my deliverer. O Lord, do not tarry. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Church's doctrine of grace can never be truly lost. In the hands of wicked teachers, grace may be covered over for a time, twisted and suppressed. But grace, the very nature and heart of God, 
will not remain hidden forever. It will burst forth to be heard, and when it does, it will change the world around it. Let me tell you the story of Martin Luther. Born on November 10, 1483, in the town of Eiselben in central Germany, at the age of 17, Martin began at the University of Erfurt, studying law, but soon abandoned law for philosophy and theology. In the summer, he graduated, 1505, at the age of 22. Luther was caught in a terrible thunderstorm. Lightning struck very close to him, and he was terrified that he would perish in the storm. And in his panic, he cried out in prayer to St. Anne, the mother of Mary, the grandmother of Jesus, vowing that if she would save him from the storm, he would become a monk. Well, Luther survived the storm. And true to his word, he presented himself two weeks later at the Augustinian Monastery in Erfurt to train as a monk. His father was infuriated by the decision, seeing this as a complete waste of Martin's education. But Martin Luther was resolute. Luther committed himself with great zeal to his new religious life, in prayer, fasting, and frequent and scrupulous confessions to his superior— Yet in all of this religious devotion, he found no joy or rest for his soul. On the contrary, the more that he pursued the call to holiness, and the more closely he examined his own soul, he found only the judgment, not the love of God, and despaired of ever finding any peace. Later in life, he would write about his experience during this period. I lost touch with Christ the Savior and Comforter, and made of him the jailer and hangman of my poor soul. But in 1508, as he began teaching theology and biblical studies at the newly established University of Wittenberg, Luther's change began. As professor of theology, Luther spent long hours immersed in Scripture, especially the letters of St. Paul and the Psalms. And in the midst of his studies and lectures, Luther arrived at a momentous realization— he had been trained by medieval Catholicism to believe that in order to attain salvation, a person must do everything that he could to contribute to the grace that was given to him. But in the scriptures, he found again the good news that salvation was not dependent on the measure of a soul's exertions or devotions to God, but instead was pure gift. The love of God could never be earned, only received. We are saved not by works, but only by grace, through faith. In 1517, Luther's teaching and writing had galvanized into critiques of any practices within medieval theology that Luther deemed as contrary to the central doctrine of grace. In particular, Luther targeted his criticism on the practice of selling indulgences, which were papal pardons for sin that could be purchased through a donation to the church. Such a system, Luther thought, made a mockery of the free and unmerited grace of God, and so he began to write treatises against it and similar practices. On October 31, 1517, Luther sent his 95 Theses, or Disputation on the Power and Efficacy of Indulgences, to the Archbishop of Mainz, and, as tradition holds it, he also nailed them to the door of All Saints' Church in Wittenberg. The printing press enabled them to be mass-produced, creating a pamphlet war with the indulgence preacher Johann Tetzel, 
1521, Luther was summoned to the German town of Worms to face trial as a heretic. Luther was steadfast. Against all the charges, he responded famously, Unless I am convinced by scripture and plain reason, my conscience is captive to the word of God. I cannot and will not recant anything, for to go against conscience is neither right nor safe. Here I stand, I can do no other, so help me God. Amen. Luther was loved and hated. He was bombastic, sarcastic, and at times offensively rude. But his humor was usually grounded in sound and brilliant theology. Speaking of the devil, he once wrote, the best way to drive out the devil if he will not yield to texts of scripture is to jeer and flout him, for he cannot bear scorn. Almost every night when I wake up, the devil is there and wants to dispute with me. I have come to this conclusion. When the gospel arguments I give don't help, I instantly chase him away, mit einen Furz, with a fart. In 1527, the Black Plague arrived in Wittenberg. Many fled, and the German prince who was responsible for employing and protecting Luther ordered him to flee as well. But Luther and his wife, Katie, yes, Luther had strongly encouraged all his reforming monks and nuns to marry, according to scriptural arguments. So Luther and his wife, Katie, during the plague, chose to stay, knowing full well that doing so may cost them their very lives. They opened their home as a place of rest and care for the infected, and they cared for them personally. And when the plague finally abated, the Luther household had to be quarantined for some time because of the amount of exposure that it had received. Thankfully, the Luthers were spared and did not die. But that courageous act of sacrifice is a wonderful expression of what was at the very heart of Luther's theology. For the gospel that Luther discovered in the scriptures, the gospel of free and unmerited grace, was never for him simply an excuse to do whatever one pleases. For Luther, the love of Christ was what enabled him to finally escape his own morbid self-introspection and instead live a life that was dedicated wholly and completely to the needs of those around him. Grace does that. It sets us free. I think Robert Capon best describes what God unleashed through Luther in the 16th century with these words. He says, The Reformation was a time when men went blind, staggering drunk because they discovered in the dusty basement of medievalism a whole cellar full of 1,500-year-old, 200-proof grace one sip of which would convince anyone that God saves us single-handedly. Grace has to be drunk straight. No water, no ice, and certainly no ginger ale. What Luther discovered truly changed the world. And 500 years later, continues to change the world today. As Luther lived by grace, so he died by grace. On February 18, 1546, at the age of 62, his final written testimony was, We are beggars all. Every time I read the words from Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9, I think not only of Jesus, 
not only of St. Paul who penned them, but I think of Martin Luther who rediscovered the amazing gift of grace at the heart of these verses. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not of your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. This is the story of Martin Luther, the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact his generation with the gospel. May his story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed, saying together, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and take not your Holy Spirit from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, 
and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying. Soothe the suffering. Pity the afflicted. Shield the joyous. And all for your love's sake. Amen. Let us conclude this evening with a prayer written by Martin Luther. Look, Lord, an empty vessel that needs to be filled. My Lord, fill it. I am weak in the faith. Strengthen me. I am cold in love. Warm me and make me fervent, that my love may go out to my neighbor. I do not have a strong and firm faith. At times I doubt and am unable to trust you completely. O oh Lord, help me. Strengthen my faith and trust in you. I have insured all my treasure in your name. I am poor, you are rich, and you did come to be merciful to the poor. I am a sinner, you are upright. With me there is an abundance of sin, with you a fullness of righteousness. Therefore will I remain with you, from whom I can receive, but to whom I cannot give. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.